nails, hair, hips, heels, ass, fat, lips, real, purse, fool, big bills, bitch, I'm a big deal, legs, legs, face, eyes, thin, waist, thick, thighs, you, me, you, wish, new phone, who, this, pussy, puss, puss, give him cut, 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 bitch, mommy, yes, God, then you pop that tongue, bitch, this whole club is my runway, run, bitch, y'all, five, four, three, two, so I'm a one, bitch, girl, what did that girl just say, girl, girl, I don't dance, I work, work, I don't play, I slay, slay, I don't walk, I strut, 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 and then sashay, okay, <laughs> hey, guys, hey, guys, <laughs> this is Faith, and this is Anna. And this is let's just go for one. I'm sorry. I Faith was in charge of the song. I was not prepared for that. That was hilarious and perfect. That really was pretty funny. <laughs> also, as a disclaimer, we do not own the rights to that song. Oh, yes. Because at one point <laughs> someone's gonna find out we've been doing this and we're gonna have to redo all those and they're gonna shut it down. But until we get caught, guys, you can bet that we are still gonna play them. <laughs> so our um make sure you guys go on to our social media. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys have been enjoying our self care challenge. Ah, that has been so much fun. It has been fun. We've been putting like different quotes and different like kind of inspiration so that you guys remember that in this crazy month that you take the time to take care of yourself. Yes, exactly. Because it is a crazy show. It is. And make sure, oh, we didn't even say what our social media is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At let's just go for one (laughs) on Instagram, Facebook, the Facebook and you can email us at let's just go for one at gmail.com. We're really good at this. We are really good at this. <laughs> okay, so our drink of the podcast, we are having Prosecco. Faith brought it mm-hmm. because Faith has some kind of Prosecco farm in her basement <laughs> because magically bottles just appear. I show up everywhere time. with Prosecco. You really do. I yeah. swear to God. And you're always like, oh, let me grab one downstairs. I'm like, what <laughs> is downstairs? I have a lot of Prosecco. What is going on downstairs? <laughs> I want to know all about it. Oh, you'll find out someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down there. <laughs> do we have any walk of shames? I think <clears throat> the last episode is Emily's episode, correct? The shopping? Seriously? No, no. Nope, the Alex hustle. Says. The hustle. Should we start this over? No. no. This is awesome. This is totally real. This is totally Alex's spot on. hustle. I don't think we had yeah. a walk of shame. No, I don't think we did. No, Thank you very we much. We did not. Yeah. So do you have any wait what's for this week? Um, how about my kid got me sick? Oh. And getting sick as an adult is the stupidest because <laughs> it is like, first of all, I felt bad because I sent him to school every day. <laughs> And he was like, I don't really feel that good, mom. I'm like, you're fine. Go to school. Easy with that Prosecco Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, I can't go to work. This is terrible. (laughs) So I did not go to work for two days. And then on the third day, I actually had a meeting. So I'm like, okay, I have to go. Like, I have to show up to this meeting. I have to actually do something with myself today. Mainly, I have to wash my hair is what (laughs) needs to happen. So I was in a meeting and it was with an elected official. And we are talking and I had to leave because I had a coughing fit. Oh no. I was like trying so hard to like. That's (laughs) embarrassing. It really is because (laughs) like now no one's going to want to talk to me because they're like, why is that girl even here? She's sick. Get out of here. So good. Good impression. Yeah. That's exactly what everybody (laughs) said. Anyway, so that's why my voice is cracking like Peter Brady. Oh, well. It's a lot of fun. It's nice. Yeah. And this is my (laughs) first drink in like weeks. I know. This is my first drink. Well, that brings me into my weight what for the week. Um, We have our guest. She's already here. She's watching us curiously, Mm -hmm. wondering how this whole thing works. Yes. But we have a segment called Wait What? And it's like, wait, what? It's like something that happened in your week that makes you say, wait, what? 
And I want t-shirts made with that said, but that's okay. Another subject. <laughs> we're totally going to do that. We're going to, we're going to do that. So Anna and I just finished a six week challenge at Rise. Shout out to Rise Fitness. And which is why we haven't drank in a long time. I actually got like a really bad headache like yesterday. Mm. And I was like, I haven't drank in over a week. I think I'm going through withdrawal. <laughs> I could not figure out why else I had a freaking headache. I'm like, I haven't drank. I haven't done anything to deserve this. So this must be going the other way. So we're drinking tonight, but, um, that is hilarious. so we did this challenge. It was amazing. It was super positive. It was actually really laid back for a challenge. It wasn't yeah. like super high strung. It was really fun. Congrats. Shout out to Kelly Wagner who won yes. the challenge. I was so excited. For I was her. so proud of her. She did amazing. Um, so anyway, so when you do these workouts, I kind of ended up getting paired with, um, Steph Zelensky, shout out to Steph, who is younger. She's in her twenties, never had kids and mm. is incredibly athletic and has bladder control. Oh yeah. Yes. And she got, and I actually felt bad for her cause she kept getting paired with me. <laughs> um, but anyways, over the course of six weeks, her and I ended up working out almost every workout together and she would always take pictures in the mirror cause she's like, I'm millennial, like with their sports bra, you know, and she's like, Ooh, and I'm like, okay, Steph, well, if I hit my goal weight at the end of this, I'll take a picture of my sports bra too. She's like, Oh yeah, do it. And I'm like, no one wants to see my stretch marks. That's not happening. <laughs> but long story short, at the end of the six weeks, I like surpassed my goal. I set oh my for God, myself. Yeah. And amazing. I did drink throughout it. I mean like once a week, I didn't right. do every day anymore. I've right. like cut back my alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> by quite a bit. I just drank once a week. I like planned the day. Um, but I, so I took a picture with her, my mm -hmm. one and only sports bra picture, and I posted it on my social media. I was super proud of and you. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And people were really sweet. People said nice things. And then I started getting like all these people who are like DMing me and they're like, hey, we want you to be like a sports bra company sent me a message like, hey, we want you to um, be a part of our advertising. Must DM us, DM us. And like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so famous, right? So then I, I DM'd one of them like, hey, what's up? Thanks for the love. And they're like, so if you just pay $200 and then you sign this contract and then every post you do, you, you have to pay us $25 and we pay. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I thought people thought I was pretty. I mean, <laughs> but you know, like back in the day when like model agents used to like, quote unquote, go to the mall and they used to be like, bring your kid. They could be the next Nick Jr. star. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you would go and they're like, yes, just sign a $5,000 contract and then you'll be famous. It's like that. But now it's on social media. So yeah. I thought like people like thought I looked legit and wanted me to advertise, but they just wanted me to pay their company. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme, dude. Yeah, it's OK. But I do want to say you it was did, a kick in the stomach. You did look totally legit. Yeah. Thank you. you it was amazing. I got a kick in my newfound abs. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that wasn't fair. Yeah, nice. take it away real quick. Um, I'm just going to do one more. Wait, what? That is also associated with me being sick. Um because I had a cough, mm -hmm. which I still kind of have. So I'm sorry. You're going to hear it a little bit. Um, but so fun fact, when you develop a cough and you are over a certain age and you've maybe had children, um, lots of pants. I've gone through lots of pants. Oh. I'm like, this is, I mean, one of the main reasons I couldn't go to work was because I'm like, I'm going to have to change my pants. Anna P pants. Oh my God. Totally. Are you wearing, are you wearing like liners though? Well, now I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you're you could be like Lisa Rinna. She did like depends commercials. Oh, sweet. So <laughs> I'm at that stage of my life. Thanks, Faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of 
someone will DM me on Instagram and ask <laughs> Oh my me gosh, to- maybe Depends will ask you. All you have to do is pay them $200 and you can be Not an advertiser. Sponsor, but open to it, Depends. <laughs> totally open to it. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, the last wait, what I have is how are you doing with your Christmas shopping, Anna? I am killing it, man. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excluding you from this conversation. Oh. Well, I will okay. say that as of two days ago, I was not killing it. Okay. But then I had not bought anything for my children. Oh, listen, here's what we're going to do. I hid presents in the oven in my basement. Somebody needs to remind me that I did that. On December 24th. Oh, okay. We'll set a reminder. Because I've never done that before, and I know I'm going to forget. Yeah. So, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm glad that we brought that up so you can remember that. Yes. Thank you. I am going really, I'm really behind on my Christmas shopping. I want to take, yeah, like beyond. You bought like six of mine. (laughs) I am so behind (laughs) on my Christmas stuff. I'm like legitimately getting anxiety throughout the day about it, and I'm never behind on Christmas stuff. Yeah. You really never are. Never, never. No, I am going to take. Take one second because you can still get 20% off at Blush Buffalo and 15% mm. off at mm-hmm. Buffalo Made online mm-hmm. if you use the code GOFORONE. Mm-hmm. So if you were like me and still need to go Christmas shopping, that's what you should be doing. But okay, so I have this neighbor and I'm like super Christmassy. Like I love Christmas. I listen to Christmas music like pretty much all year round. Like I love it. And there's a neighbor on our street that put up one of those Christmas countdown things in his fucking yard. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. And like, Every day I drive by it, it's like the clock of doom getting closer (laughs) to fucking Christmas. So yesterday morning, which I had to push snow off my car twice. No. Like before I went to the gym and then after I worked out, I had to do it again and I didn't have a brush. So I had to use my shoe. And then I'm driving back and I'm going and I'm like, and and now I'm driving. I'm like thinking of all the things I still have to do, which I haven't done, which is a huge list. I'm getting stressed out. And I see his damn sign, 14 days till Christmas. And I wanted to get out of the car and do what Kristen Wiig did to that cookie cake and bridesmaids. <laughs> I wanted to get out and just start punching it and knocking it down. And I was like, I'm going to take that out of his yard and I'm going to start kicking it. And I got real angry. That is so funny. So usually I'm like a happy little Christmas yeah, self, but I'm no. turning into like a real... Cotton-headed ninny muggins. I love it. I love it. Can I tell you a super funny story about those Christmas countdown signs? What? I used to have one. And first of all, it took us forever to figure it out. This was probably like five or six years ago. Like one of those electric ones? Yeah. That, like yeah. right in the front. It was like this big. Did it was some huge. kids break it? Was it? Awesome. No. Uh-huh. However, <laughs> we threw out the directions. So then the next year, we couldn't remember how to set it. And it would not change from 90 days. (laughs) So it just forever said 90 days until Christmas. And I was like, this is hilarious. So I posted on Facebook and I was like, hey, guys, don't worry. We still got 90 days. It was like December 20th. Like it was just like the biggest running joke. I'm like, this is I'm still putting it up, man. I would appreciate the 90 day. I would yeah. take that right now. Yeah. So now on September 25th every year, I repost that photo. Oh, that's 90 <laughs> days until Christmas. I had to throw it out the next day. So guys, I'm super, super pumped. This is our beauty episode. I've been waiting for this my whole <laughs> life. We, this is probably the first episode that we have collectively outlined this and we had the most mm-hmm. listener participation with questions. Yes. Yeah. So it this is awesome. super exciting. And we have an incredibly special guest in the house. Yeah. Um, my boss, my mentor, 
my best friend. She stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to introduce my boss, Lisa. And something I wanted to say about her before we get started is like Lisa is going to tell us a little bit about herself and her background and how she got into hair and everything. Um, but Lisa is incredibly unique because she is one of the only people I've ever known or worked for or know of that she's the type of leader that tries to create other leaders. She is someone who like takes the backseat and she's like never someone who likes the attention on herself and she loves to really help create and give fulfilling lives to all of us. And I think that's really special. So it's a very big deal that she's on this podcast. I'm so excited because have you listened to any episodes? <laughs> okay. But we're going to kind of put her a little bit on the spotlight now. And this is not her typical of going on the spotlight, but I'm really, really, really happy to be here because she has an incredibly refreshing point of view about a lot of things. So, hi, yes. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We are so excited you are here. Wow. You're real strong. <laughs> Um, so Lisa, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit of your background? Sure. So, um, gosh, twenty some years ago. Wow. Um, I was it's so a weird because you're only twenty nine. Yeah, I know. It's weird how things, <laughs> you know, the math is. Uh, um. Uh. So yeah, I was a single mom. I had a little son. I think he was two ish. And I had no real direction at the time and just got divorced and didn't know exactly what I was going to do and had small jobs, made my way, but um, knew that I had a desire for bigger and other things. And um, most of my life, I was always uh, art, like an, into art and drawing. I could draw anything and I was always drawing things and very into drawing and art. So I knew I wanted to do something like that, but wasn't quite sure. And then um, I decided to go into the hair school and wasn't sure where it would lead me, but I knew that it was the avenue that helped me fulfill my love for art. So I went to school at night. I did a full-time job during the day and went to school at night. And then eventually I got a job on the weekends um, at a salon in the mall and um, loved it. And so I worked full time, went to school and worked on the weekends and swept the floor and was super happy to do so and learned. That is so sweet. Yeah, I really did. I, and then they would give me a blow dry and I'd be so happy. Like, look at me, I'm blow drying hair. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. And that's where I stayed for a very long time. They were good to me and they taught me a lot of things. And um that began my career in, in being a hairstylist. So I worked in the mall for maybe close to 10 years. Wow. But loved every minute of it. Shopped a lot, you know. <laughs> and It um, is very convenient. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it really it taught me so much. I could do anything that walked through the door because that's what was there. And that's where I met my girl, Faith. Aww. <laughs> and we worked together there. And... Um, then I felt like I was ready for more, and my husband, I then found my husband, and he was kind of the one that was like, you know, you could do more, and I'll help you do more, and he kind of was a little bit of the the wind beneath. That sounds really corny, but he really, he really was. He really was. He was kind of like the pusher. So, because I'm, I'm kind of... For a hairstylist, I can be on when I have to be on, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a background girl for the most part of my yeah. life. But I can have, you know, anyway, he was the pusher of the drive of doing more and 
we can do more. So um, we did. We ventured out and we opened Lancaster Salon, L Salon, 12, it'll be 12 years ago. Wow. And then um, again, wanted more and ready for more and capable of more and opened Hamburg Salon in five years ago. Five years years ago. Wow. Oh my God. I feel like it's been there forever. Yeah. It does seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's been home for a long time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Since I'm originally from Hamburg, it was Mm -hmm. nice because um, I do people that um, are, have been friends of mine for life, but just never would come out to Lancaster. Yeah. And also not just my friends, but like neighbors. And it's just such a, cool community, especially when you live in it and then work in it. Yeah. So that was, it always is every day. So cool because people, our customers will know each other too. And that's a really cool vibe that you get when you come to the salon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so cool. So in addition to Lisa, we have another (laughs) special guest. Her name is Faith. And (laughs) so she's taken off a Again, she's taking off her podcaster headphones (laughs) and putting on her podcast guest headphones. Yes, I'm also one of the guests for this podcast. Yes, I'm super excited about this. So faith, quote unquote, expert (laughs) in in our field. That's what Lisa and I are going to be today, supposedly. So faith, (laughs) tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, I'll give you my background. So um, yeah, I started... well, let's see. How old is Keely? So I've been doing hair for 15 years and I came into the mall um, mm-hmm. working at the same salon. That's where I met Lisa. I was an assistant. Funny enough, the one of the very first moments I had when someone gave me a blow dryer was on one of Lisa's clients. Do you remember this? And she tore it out of my hand and told me I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and that this girl <laughs> needed to go back to hair school because she doesn't know what she's doing. And I almost cried, but I learned day one that you have to have a very thick backbone for this job. Mm-hmm. That is something I learned on day one, and that is something I'm still working on today. Um, but yeah, so I met Lisa there. And I worked there and then got on the floor as a stylist. And then um, when Lisa opened her Lancaster salon, it's just a lot of the kind of visions and um, point of view and um, just who Lisa was as a person. I just Mm -hmm. had a lot of faith in her. And I knew that wherever she was going was going to be a golden ticket for anyone that followed her. So definitely jumped on her coattails and (laughs) followed her over to the Lancaster salon. And I feel like I've been like her number one fan and biggest cheerleader. And kind of got to watch her go through the whole process of opening a salon from the ground up there, which was incredibly, incredibly impressive, still continues to be. Mm. Also a reason why I will never own my own salon, (laughs) just just so people know, just so that 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 is out of the question. Um, And then Lisa wanted to open her second location, and I lived in Hamburg and kind of was looking for someone to come out and help her out with that and just like as a management type role and um and yeah and what was really cool about Hamburg was when I moved to the Hamburg salon with Lisa I um was like oh I'm going to lose half my clientele you know half mm-hmm. of them are going to stay in the Lancaster and I was like it'll be really nice because like I'll just work kind of like half the hours I used to and I'll do a lot of desk work and business work and that was kind of our game plan going into it that I was going to be more of the secretarial side and just work part time 
And then we kind of blew up in Hamburg and I do nothing but pretty much work behind the chair and every single one of the duties I was, yeah, it is where I belong. It is. And all the other duties I was probably supposed to do for Lisa, we've now re we've um, distributed through other, other amazing girls that have come into our salon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been working. Yeah. Yes. So I've been our team. I've been working with Lisa my entire career and for Lisa for the past 12 years. That is, uh, I mean, I just get like real warm and fuzzy with you guys. It's something that like a lot of people even say too, coming into our salon because we're so fortunate too, because we wouldn't even be here without the team of girls we have at our salon. And a lot of people don't realize that. But when they come in, they're like, everyone gets along. You guys are really friends. And we're like, we legitimately aren't just friends. Like we're family. Like yeah. even on the days that like you get mad at each other, you're on each other's nerves. Like we love each other deep right. down. And that's just not something you always see in a salon, but that mm-hmm. is like, and that's the heart of what we are. And so much of that is because of Lisa, because that's the standard she set for the people that worked at her salon. You know, she had a very low tolerance for drama. She had a very low right. tolerance for negativity mm-hmm. and kind of a lot of that stuff wasn't welcome. There wasn't a place for that in our salon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even say that there have been girls that have kind of come in that either came from salons like that or are catty people Mm -hmm. and really couldn't find a place with us because they just weren't used to like such a cohesive work environment. That is so nice. And really as a client, like one of my favorite places in the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because even like, I mean, I only see Faith, but every time I go there, every single girl says hi to me. Every single girl is like, what's going on? How's it going? Like, that's what I love about it. Like, number one, I feel like I'm Norman Cheers every time I walk (laughs) in there. (laughs) But it really is like you have built this beautiful place for people to get beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So moving on to the nuts and bolts of this episode. So we have kind of broken stuff up. So I think we should start with hair and we'll go into that. So the first thing I want to know about, I was just going to say, I wanted to talk tools. And this is based on a conversation that Faith and I had a few weeks ago. So my blow dryer bit the dust um, and smells like burning because I still haven't replaced it. But (laughs) you should have seen the look of fear on their faces right now. So I think we should start the episode talking about um, what products you guys use at the salon. Well, we are an Aveda concept salon. Okay. So Aveda is um, our hair care, skin care, and body care. Oh. We use it upstairs in our facial rooms and mm-hmm. in our pedicure room and also in our salon and our hair color. So it's all Aveda. So what made you go with Aveda or choose Aveda? Well, um, it stems back to my first job and the people that I worked for there. Um, she had a love for Aveda. And at the time, they had every product in the world. And I loved every product in the world. I was using everything, including Aveda. And then they branched out to open just a, an Aveda salon. And mm-hmm. they asked me to come. And I didn't want to. I was happy and secure and like comfortable in my little zone. And they insisted that I learn Aveda. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to class after class. And for probably about a year, I went to classes um, close and far and learned more and more about Aveda. And the very first class that I went to, I realized why they wanted me to do what I what I what they asked me to do. Um, Aveda just is set apart from most classes I've ever been to because it's more about um, it's not just about the hair or whatever it is that they're teaching you 
the scissors or the product or whatever the class is about. You start each class with um, stretches and breathing and um, really? yeah, and and communication of care and and love for each other and why mm-hmm. you're here and just more about the person that you are and not just about what we do as stylists. So wow. it was very quick that you learned that Aveda was more than just a product on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And also the product on the shelf is sets it apart as well. It's it's organically made. It's not synthetics. It's made from plant and flower extracts. So even the color is made with plant and flower um, pigment as opposed to a synthetic. So that sets it it apart right away. And another thing, it comes from the science um, Ayurveda, which is like the Hindu traditional holistic system of like mm-hmm. medicine. Yeah. So it really, it was founded in like 1978 from like Horst Reckelbacher. Um, yeah, which Lisa has met, which is super wow. impressive. Wow. Briefly, yeah. briefly met him. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, so that was, it's, it's just really cool. The origin of the company was all about like, crafted his first shampoo in a kitchen with cloves really in a, in a pot. So it stems from all of, you know, essential oils and, um, things that are real. So that sets us Apart. why we chose Aveda. And yeah. what's really funny is like now I feel like a lot of people are getting into that again, mm-hmm. kind of like circling the wagon. Right. So people are starting to see the chemicals and what they're using. Mm-hmm. And so people are starting to do homemade lotions and homemade things. And it's just something that Aveda has been doing for so long. And I think like back in the day, kind of organic used to have the stigma of, well, if it's organic, it doesn't work as well as something with chemicals. And you're a tree hugger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super and I'll eat granola. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> granola eaters. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I really think Aveda has really come so far with the technology and actually the chemistry of using, like being able to create organic products, naturally derived products in a way that is evolving and is modern. And you don't see like a kind of a limit with hair color or you don't see a limit with what Aveda can do anymore um, because they have been doing it for so long that they've really perfected being able to do it the best. So um, something else. And they also source from um, tribes and um, communities that without Aveda partnering with them, they wouldn't have um, a source of income and things like that. So yes. So they, how they um, give back. Right. Is, is huge. So that is so mm-hmm. fascinating. Even the paper that they, um, we, we get paper that's handmade mm-hmm. from um, places that are purposely get jobs because of Aveda. Yeah. Wow. Whenever you go to one of their hair shows, like we go to a lot of hair shows, which is really cool, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about later. But um, whenever you go to a Nevada hair show, what's really awesome is they always have people from different indigenous groups mm-hmm. that literally come on stage and say, thank you because of you, our community is thriving. And like big, huge corporate companies want to come in and like tear down their land and build things. And Nevada protected that land because they said, no, we source this crop here. We source this and kind of kept a lot of communities afloat because of it. Wow. So it's really powerful. Um, and it's really cool to know that how many indigenous people it helps. 
Um, so I, I just think that's always really important too. And, you know, people always ask me, oh, is Aveda better than Matrix? Is Aveda better than this? And honestly, I think there's so many um, really five-star amazing companies out there. Mm-hmm. I always say as long as you're using salon quality, every um, salon brand out there goes through the lengths that it goes through to create amazing products. So Aveda isn't better than any other products. We are, We can only just tell you the reasons why we love Aveda or what yeah. we fell in love with. Oh, we're going to get real heavy into all this. <laughs> you just wait. I have a million questions just inside my head, plus the viewer questions. So that is super fascinating. And honestly, it makes me want to buy a Veda. <laughs> I'll be in tomorrow after the gym to pick up some shampoo. No big deal. No big deal. So now we kind of talked about why you guys choose uh, chose Aveda. So what kind of tools do you use in the salon? Like as far as like hair dryers or flat irons or um, curling irons, is there a specific brand you guys like to use? I think we all have our own like um, personal favorites. Um, but I can say clear across the board, um, if you want a good product, you kind of have to pay for it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, the things sometimes that you would find at Walgreens or Target mm-hmm. may not be um, the best quality for yourself at home. So I did some major research on this and I've actually researched this for a while because my clients are like, I think I have the most cynical, skeptical clients possible <laughs> because they like to come in and just like drill me. Like, it's like, who wants to be a millionaire? They're like, why is this better than that? Why is this, yeah. you know? So I've done a lot of research on this. So actually what it comes down to are, um, the standards for the heat, how he is, um, implemented into the hair. So, um, I can't, the safety standards. So, okay. Products like Conair, Remington, um, there's tools out there. It's not that they're bad tools, but they have much lower standards for how the heat is penetrating to the hair. It's less safety standards. They have to meet any tool that is going to be used in a salon professional use has to have double insurance which means that these stylists are using them on people. So if I were to burn someone's hair off Yikes. with a Con Air blow dryer or with a blow dryer, like that ha- that product has to be insured. Most of the products that you get that are the Revlons, the Con Airs, they are mm. not insured by the company on a professional level. So all that means is that um, companies that are, say, Cheap, Paul Mitchell, mm-hmm. Hot Tools, Babyliss, Solano, uh, Harry Josh. Um, there's so <laughs> many, there's Di- even Dyson. <laughs> um, there's so many good brands out there. G GHD T3, all of those brands are sold at professional trade shows meant for professional use. You don't see a con air stand. You don't see it. And mm. that is because those products, those tools are not insured to be used in a salon professional use because their safety standards for how they are made are not as high as the ones as professional tools. Okay. And a lot of the tools are made by professional people. Yes. Or companies. Yes. And also a really easy trick for like people that don't, a common person doesn't know who's professional and not professional in our industry. Yes. The, this is a trick I learned a long time ago is the cord. If you see yes. a cord Ooh. that isn't like a heavy duty where it connects properly, like where you can move it around and it's thick, Mm-hmm. then you kind of are getting a quality product with your blow dryer because most people are buying blow dryers for right. themselves. Um, that is like mm-hmm. a key thing. Like if you see a cheesy little cord and it's mm-hmm. only, you know, an inch long, you pretty much know that it's not going to 
be yeah. the best on your hair. Oh, that is good to like, know. Because I mean, not yeah. a lot of people like me and Faith know right. name brands like right. crazy, but that right. would be an indication like this looks so like cheesy that it probably is not a good buy. Okay. So I have a question and this is actually going into one of our other questions, but so if I find like a Chi brand at like TJ Maxx or Marshall's, how do I know if it's legit or not? Oh, so those faith is, <laughs> faith is getting real heated over here. I actually asked a rep. I went through some research for this one. I actually asked a rep and I appreciate um, that because I need a hairdryer. I'm going to tell you right now, the ones that go to TJ Maxx are the ones that are returned. Now, hmm. they don't know why they're returned. It could just be the customer didn't like it. It could be or didn't want it. Or it could be that there was damage. Or it could be it didn't work great. They don't really have the reasons why, but any returned um, heat tool goes to TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Or if they've been recalled, they go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls. What the hell? I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Did you find out if they are knockoffs? If if that is why they're there? There's a couple knockoffs. There's actually a website. I'll look it up because there's a website that you can go to find knockoffs. Um, like there's a brand at Target called Chi Air. Oh. And it's actually not Chi. It's super disguised. Chi well, yeah, Air is chi -air. not Chi. <laughs> they added the word and they make you think it's a Chi, but it's not Chi. Um, but I think most of the tools that you get at TJ Maxx or Marshall's have either been recalled, they've been discontinued. So the company just doesn't make that model anymore and they don't sell it anymore. Mm -hmm. So they sold it. So it just could be a really old model mm -hmm. or they're returned. Okay. So it's not to say, mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of like going to play the slot machine. There's not really, right. it's not going to be a bad move. Um, you just don't really know what you're getting. Well, it's kind of like the clothes there anyway, where there's always yeah. something just a little bit off. And with also with those, mm -hmm. if you buy it from there, you don't get the warranty. Oh, So that's the other oh, thing I was going to tell people is like when you're buying a professional tool, because people always ask me this question, you don't need to spend $100 on a blow dryer. But I will say this, if you are someone that has like let's say semi-average medium hair, you blow dry it maybe every three or four days. You can easily get a babyless blow dryer or a blow dryer somewhere in the $60 to $100 range. I like Ulta because you can try out every blow mm -hmm. dryer and I always recommend that you do because you should hold it. You should see how heavy it is. You should see how loud it is. You should hold it and see where the buttons are so the buttons aren't in a place where you turn them off by accident. Mm -hmm. Everyone holds their blow dryer differently. It's so important to test it out. Um, but you can get one that are somewhere in that range that I think for the average consumer are fine. If you are someone that has bleach blonde hair, a lot of damage, really, really thick coarse hair, someone who's constantly heat styling it to the point where you're using thermal spray, you know you're doing it every day or every other day, you want to go look at blow dryers that are $100 or up because you need a little bit more heat protection. And the higher you pay for a blow dryer, a little bit more heat protection you get with that. Um, so that would be my recommendation. But I would say 80% of people are fine with a blow dryer that's between $60 to $100. That, I mean, this is so useful. You have no idea. This is amazing. Yeah. And I, I agree, Alta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they can't really go to Cosmo, like the places no, you that need we get our stuff. A license, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for covering blow dryers. So now let's move on to um, curling irons. First of all, can you... Other than the little clippy thing, what is the difference between using a wand and using a curling iron? 
Well, the wand has a heat. The, the element of heat is longer. The, oh. the actual wand is longer. So when you wind your hair around the wand, mm-hmm. it's distributed better mm-hmm. than on a curling iron that's shorter. Okay. And the hair just gets kind of wrapped around the the other piece of hair on the wand. Yeah. So the heat distributes through, better through the wand. Okay. Um, the downside is, is most people at on their cell on themselves can't really hold it and do it properly without burning their finger or my next question is how do I not burn my hand on the stupid wand? Well sometimes they give you the little thing. (laughs) Yeah, they do give you like a glove glove or a little finger thing. Um I think you just practice makes perfect. Okay. So when I'm using the wand, do I want to start winding my hair at the base of the wand and then wind up? towards the more narrow end or start at the top and then wind it down? Well, a couple things. So, okay. Tell me. I'm not a huge fan of the tapered wands, which means the wands that are thicker at the base and narrower at the bottom. (laughs) So those wands are created because they assume... I'm sorry. I'm like a 13-year-old boy. Like, (laughs) Harry Josh, thicker wands. Like, I can't. Thank you. Lisa gets it. Lisa gets it. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. It's fine. It's right on toys all over again. So I'm going to show you this with my hair, but I'm going to describe as I show you. Okay. So when you use a tapered wand, okay, Mm -hmm. so the thicker part of the wand. (laughs) The shaft, which is the shaft. The shaft of the wand. The girthy shaft is, (laughs) (laughs) they assume that part is closer to your scalp, Uh right? So that means that you're wrapping that first. So they assume that that's going to be the size curl you want, right? Now, as you wrap, you're getting towards the thinner part. Right. So it's thinner because they assume now you're at the ends of your hair and your ends shouldn't be on that heat for as long as the thicker part should be. Mm. So they're hoping that by the time you're done, you'll have an even curl. It'll be the same length from root to end because the ends on the tinier tapered part didn't sit on as long as the wider part of the barrel. Does that make sense? Yes. That being said, I don't love the tapered ones because most people hold their hair on there until they are burning their damn hand. And then they just get curls that are thicker at the scalp and tiny at the ends. And they are a little weird. You look like Nellie Olsen at that point. I'm a big fan of the ones that are the exact same. Okay shaft size from base (laughs) so am I Faith so am I (laughs) and my method is you just kind of wrap around and the way you don't burn your hand is you don't put the ends of your hair on oh if you just can't right now the beach wave is in so you want to wrap it around and then not let your ends really touch because I always say when you're curling your hair, you have to imagine a curling ribbon. If you have a curling ribbon mm-hmm. and you're holding on to the base of it, let's say you curl with your finger with scissors the first two inches closest to the base. Right. The ends are going to flop wherever the rest of the hair goes. Right. If you have a long curling ribbon and you just curl the very ends of it, it's going to fall flat and the only part are going to be the ends that are curled. So the point is if you can get the curl and the texture up near the root, the ends are going to follow that. So whenever anyone's curling their hair, wanding their hair, you don't need to get every strand all the way to the very end on that wand to get that shape on there. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Super comprehensive here, guys. I really appreciate that. So then would you, is it better to use the wand then versus a curling iron? Not necessarily. Because what the, the hell? <laughs> now I'm super confused. It's because the wand, it's, 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 
legitimately viewer or viewer like preference. Okay. Some people find it really easy. Okay. If you have long hair, the wand is super easy. You take your hair, you wrap it. Yeah. When you have shorter hair, it's hard to use two hands to wrap it around the wand. Yeah. So you can do that same effect with the curling iron. Mm -hmm. So what you would want to do with the curling iron is the same thing. You take your curling iron, maybe bring it out like an inch, an inch and a half away from your head, kind of like let it close there and wrap that in and then open the barrel a little and then keep wrapping in. You have to be really um, clever if you're going to use a regular curling iron to okay. not close down on the clamp, basically. Okay. Like, you, like what I always use the curling iron on my own. I don't use the wand. And, but you just have to be very clever of the clamp. You use the clamp to hold on to the hair, but not really 100% clamp down. Oh. So you're just like holding it and holding it, but never – like you just guide it through like you would the wand. Yeah. But you're not um, – so you're not clamping all the way down. So you just kind of keep holding it. So you slowly. almost use a clamp to like manipulate the hair. To, so hold, so to hold it up there. So you yeah, don't yeah. need your other hand. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So <sighs> when you have shorter hair, that's easier because it's hard to have two right. hands to wand hair. Don't, yeah. don't clamp down on that shaft. That is now the title of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for that, both of you. Okay, this is you guys have seriously like helped me so much. I can't wait to do my hair tomorrow. First, I'm gonna wash it with the Veda, and then <laughs> I was like dry shampoo. Um, I actually was gonna say I'm I'm debating I might do a video tutorial, like yes! a time lapse, and put yes! it on our. You could do it on my head if you want. To. I was gonna do it on myself. Oh no, well, only fine. only because people if you need to, to see do my hair. I also could do I'm your totally hair. Fine. I mean, I could do that. I'll do yours too, Lisa. Yes. I'll do everyone's hair. But I feel like people need to see how I do yes. my own hair, yeah. right? Because that's the question. And maybe I'll do that and I'll wand one side and yeah. I'll curl the other. Yes. And I'll show you guys like my method and that, yes. and I'll put it on our Instagram. Do that. Yeah. So that way 100%. you guys can see what we're talking about. Yes, please. Thank okay. you. There, there will be a video to accompany this podcast. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. So now curling irons and wands are done. Uh, flat irons. Well, a lot of people like to curl their hair with flat irons. What the? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because if you use like a thinner one, you can curl your yeah. hair with the flat yeah. iron. Or the way okay. you manipulate it yeah. and turn it. I don't get that. I always get the weird fold in my hair mm-hmm. every time. It's good for the um, curl that isn't a beachy curl. It's just like that little bend in the middle yeah. of your hair yeah. where you see it, it's straight and then it bends and then it goes straight again. That's what the flat iron's mm-hmm. good for that type of curl. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Tutorial on that too, please. <laughs> so I'll, going through the differences. So Lisa talked about the wand and the curling iron. So the wand has a uh, heat. The heat is hotter and it goes, it fills the shaft. Yes. I don't really know how to say yes. it. Yes. Like, as soon as you um, paused, I'm like, it's coming. Like, Something's oh, coming. Um, so the flat iron of all the tools used on your hair, the flat iron can be the most damaging. That so gets so hot. That is, and so... Yeah, but most people will continue to go down the same, the sh- piece. Yeah. The same oh. piece with the flat iron oh. over and over. So that's where it becomes damaging more than the, the Guilty. iron. You do it once and you move on. Yeah. So the best advice I can give you with the flat iron is that is something that you want to spend a little bit more money on again, because you want to make sure you're using a tool that's not going to burn your hair. I've used bad flat irons before that you can see that as you are flat ironing, it is singeing the hair. I've seen it. Also uh, a flat iron that has a dial that you can lower the heat. 
So if you think you're going to be, you know, going over and over, you can use less heat or just go high and do it once. Oh, a dial okay. With, okay. With, um, you know, the heat is a good mm-hmm. thing on a flat iron. And I was told this when I first started doing hair and I've always gone by it. You cook lasagna at 450 degrees. You do not need to cook your hair at that. That's <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of high for lasagna, Oh, that is actually high for lasagna. Someone did tell me that. They weren't Italian. They didn't know what they were talking about. But either way, you have to be careful. Once you get into the 400s, like, you guys have to be really careful. You got to have some, like, either ethnic or Asian Mm -hmm. hair. If you're going higher than 400, you have a serious, like, curl and or ethnic curl that you're trying to get out of there. Mm -hmm. Most people should, like, land somewhere in that 250 to 300. Oh. You should never be going higher than that, honestly. No. Yeah, and if you're highlighted, 250. Okay. And don't ask us why your hair is breaking when you go higher than 250 and you're very highlighted. Okay, now we know. (laughs) So on that, so once we get the curls in, how do we make them last longer than a day? Air control. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's um, a hairspray. (laughs) Oh. An Aveda hairspray that holds curl crazy. Oh, it's called air control? Oh, I'm like, yeah, okay, Lisa. So what if I have to (laughs) leave my house and it's raining? Control your air, Anna. Turn your air off in your homes. Okay. So what is it? What does it do? Air control pushes a little bit of air into your into your style. Okay. With but it's weightless and it's it's not heavy. It doesn't hold it like a stiff sticky. Yeah, yeah. It remembers the wave or the curl that you put in your hair, Mm -hmm. and it's movable. Mm -hmm. So that stuff can last and hold your curl for days. days because the bottom yeah. line is if you're curling it and you want the curls last next day if you use something wet if you use something heavy if you use something that's too concrete mm-hmm. how are you supposed to revamp it the next day you need something that has barely any hold to it like that true weightless hold the lightest hairspray possible mm-hmm. because it's not about it staying the the curl will stay it's more about being able to have that movement because if the hair doesn't have movement with the curl that's when it actually falls out when you make it too heavy when you put too many products on it when you wet it when you put wet products on their wet hairspray that's Mm. what makes the curl go out you want to use dry products on dry hair that's something that i was told a long time ago and it's like to this day it's totally held true like you use a dry hairspray like air control or something that's going to kind of mist it and kind of revamp it that's always going to make it hold for you the le- less is more when it comes to products in your hair. Products like that you can use a lot of, but it's so light that it's it's not heavy. Yeah. yeah. So you can use a ton of it, but um, it's you don't so, feel it's, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't right. feel it in your hair, but it's holding and remembering the wave, the exact style that you just put in. Mm-hmm. Huh. We got a ton of listener questions, which are all hilarious and amazing and super useful at the same time. So I'm just going to do this like a rapid fire. Like I'm going to ask you guys questions and then you're going to give us the answers. So are you ready? We're ready. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we switched mics and Faith and I are like freaking game show hosts right now. It's amazing. Okay. So this one 
Well, first of all, Emily Saramac, shout out to her. She was the one who asked about the expensive tools. She sent us 17 questions. She sent us literally like 17 questions. And I loved every one of them because I was like, so yeah, good. they were important <laughs> questions. They were, it was like our whole episode. I was going to outline our episode, but then I just typed out Emily's question. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this one comes from Kelly. So best products to cover, amen, Kelly, to cover gray hair without it dripping down your face and spin class. So I think this one is like about like a root touch up. So I have to use a root touch up in between my colorings. Sorry. Oh, I just got the. No, look. no, I was looking at my. No. Like, yeah. They're needed. Yeah, yeah. they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So tell me about those. Well, first of all, Kelly, there is nothing that's going to prevent dripping during spin class because if you take any spin class, which I know you do, and you're a beast, you're just going to die. Like, there's no avoiding it. It's all going to drip off. Um, makeup, makeup, brows, anything. Um, will the, drip. The only one that I've ever successfully seen use, there's two different hacks that I know of. The one is that company, it's called Color Wow, and they make a root touch up powder. And it kind of looks like a blush brush and it has a little brush and you can like brush it right onto your roots. That one I know works really well. The powders work a little bit better as far as anti-dripping because they're dry and they absorb into the hair and not in the scalp. I think when you're doing sprays and stuff, those might work a little better as far as saturation goes because it's a spray. But if it's a wet product and if it gets on your scalp, then you have to deal with the dripping. So anything that's going to be a powder that adheres to your hair versus your scalp is going to stay better. So what about, so I use a dry shampoo that is tinted. Oh yeah. That's so great. is that the same? Is that better then than using just a root touch up? Is it powder? It's a dry shampoo. So I think it, it's not oh, a powder. No, no, no. I should say, is it a, yeah, sorry. that's what it's I meant. Spray. It's a spray. <laughs> I've stumped. stumped them. Yeah. This is amazing. Well, okay, well, this kind of goes off topic, but we want to talk about dry shampoos because um a lot of people use dry shampoo, which is totally fine and that's great. But um there is a huge study. If you Google it, you can find this. It's everywhere all over the internet. So when you're using dry shampoos that are a spray, a lot of the chemicals in the dry shampoo and in those sprays are clogging people's um, pores on their scalp, and it's causing hair loss um, in a major way. Um, And we actually have a lot of questions about hair growth and things like that, and kind of touching upon that briefly. The only way to get good hair growth is to have a healthy scalp. It starts with a healthy scalp. 1,000% of the time, it's a healthy scalp. So um, that being said, like Aveda's dry shampoo, and I think there might be a few others, but Aveda is the one, obviously, that we use. It is a powder. You um, poof it out. You poof it out. It comes out like powder. It's not anything. Yes. You don't really ever want to be using a ton of sprays on your scalp that are going directly on your scalp because it does clog your pores, it does create buildup, and it does create hair loss. So what about now before dry shampoo was a thing? I don't know who taught me this. I think it baby maybe, powder. Yes, yeah. baby powder. That's great. That's oh, still great. really? Well, it's I mean, talc, which isn't um, yeah, it's, it's talc synthetic. Yeah. But back in the day when we didn't have anything and you needed to take moisture out of things, that's what baby powder is for, to take the moisture out of the baby's bum. Same mm-hmm. thing with our hair. It, it's you talc is used to take moisture out. So what Aveda did for their dry shampoo, they essentially made an organic baby powder that can be used on the scalp that is not synthetic, that does not clog your pores, um, that gets absorbed into the hair and not the scalp. 
So that's what you want to look for when you're looking at dry shampoo. So as far as going back to your question about it's a spray, it's a dry shampoo, and it's a tint. Uh, yeah, I think they're all going to drip. I know. As far as the question yeah. that was at hand, right. I think that no matter what, it's got color in it or some kind of and pigment it, yeah. that's going to probably, probably when you sweat drip. drip. Just yeah. like as if you had mascara and you're sweating. Okay, so sorry, Kelly. There are no products. That <laughs> won't trip to. I mean, not powder. powder. Yes, um, the powder may be powder. less um, um, capable of dripping. Yeah. Okay, um, all right. The other hack I've learned is using eyebrow powder. Like they make powder for your eyebrows, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it sticks to the hair on your eyebrows, and because the it's skin, a powder, because it's a powder. I mean, all of them yeah. essentially are. Yeah, but you're. The way it's put on? I think the way it adheres to the hair versus the skin. Because eyebrow powders and hair powders are made to adhere to hair. Um, and other powders are made to adhere to the like sebum on your skin. So you want to make sure it's the kind that will actually stick to hair. They're, they're using big words now. Plus, <laughs> and that clogs your pores, which is yes. going to probably make you sweat more. Yeah. yeah a right? thousand percent. Uh. Mm-hmm. You guys are so smart. Okay. So the next one, I don't even know what these are. Tape in extensions. Are they worth it? What are, do you really tape them in? <laughs> so I had them for a long time and we used to do them. Um, mm-hmm. Not at our mm-hmm. salon, but at a at the salon at the mall. Um, so kind of rule of thumb with extensions, kind of rule of thumb. Like I kind of want to say this really quick too. Rule of thumb with anything, if you have products that you're using and you do not have a lot of hair concerns, like if your hair is healthy and you're not noticing hair loss and you're not noticing damage, and then whatever you're doing is probably working. Do you know what I mean? Like not everybody needs every tool and every product out there. So if you have a, re- a, a beauty regimen that you're happy with, there's no need to change it. We're not telling everyone to go out and change it. Going to extensions, um, kind of going off that same base point, is like everything in moderation. You kind of do that for what you eat. You kind of have to do that with your beauty. Um to anytime you're doing extensions, even the ones that are the least damaging, you're still putting a weight on hair that may not always be able to handle that weight. Um, so I always kind of tell my clients, imagine if all of a sudden you had to carry two 20 pound weights around with you, it's, you're putting that kind of pressure on your hair shaft. So some people's <laughs> hair, oh geez, here we go with shaft Sorry. again. Here we go. Here we go. She's, she's gone. She gone. <laughs> But um, some people's hair can handle that and they have zero damage from it and it's not a big deal. Um, I would say the ideal person for extensions are people that have really thick, coarse hair whose hair can handle the weight of extensions that doesn't break or damage easily. They don't have fragile hair um, and they're using it to add like volume and a little bit of length and not necessarily like a bob and then trying to be... And I think for us, we always think that the clip-ons, the clip-ins are the most because they can, you can take them out every night and put them back in. And eventually you'll get really good at knowing how to put them in, hopefully. And I think the hard thing with, and with a lot of extensions aside from the clip-ins is then your whole, like you can't wash your hair as much. You have to be really careful. So people who like to wash their hair a lot, which most of the time are people who have extensions because they have fine hair and they get greasy Mm -hmm. faster 
Um, they don't like the fact that they can't wash their hair. Clip-ins are the best answer because you really can, like Lisa said, take them out, scrub your scalp because you need to be able to scrub your scalp, um, and then put them back in for special occasions. And or every day if you want. Or to. every they're, day, they're, yeah. It's just like wearing a barrette in your hair or a ponytail. It's using just as much weight. And it's about a eighth of the price because right. typically when you're talking extensions, you want good hair. You want hair that can be able to be curled. So you're talking for clip-ins, for um, like the pull extensions, there's the hand tied, any extensions like that. You're looking at paying somewhere between, I would say $1,000 to $2,500 to have it all put in and have the hair done. What's that name brand? For the clip-ins. Great lengths. Oh, the yeah. clip-ins. Um, oh my gosh, we just get them at Sally's. I know. It's it's the it's the brand at Sally's and it's amazing. Yeah, and and they have every color. You they have every color, any they color. have highlights, yeah. they have everything, they have just, every texture. I just feel like the anything that stays in permanently is pulling because they're put on uh, the extension is put on tiny little strands of hair. So it's a very thin layer that it's attached to. Like mm -hmm. we're talking strands. So eventually that little strand is going to slowly just fall out. Yeah. So the person that wants a lot of hair eventually is going to not have any now, if they continue to do. On the alternate side, if you have someone who is really, really educated in hair extensions, and I mean, do your homework on this, you know, and I know of a girl in Grand Island who is excellent at hair extensions and she does them, but then you have to be willing to put in the maintenance. You have to be willing to go in every other week, getting the retouches, getting everything you need to do. Extensions are an investment and you can't just be like, I saved up my money. I'm going to do this once and then I'm going to be good. You're going to be the person that loses their hair because the extensions are going to fall and pull at your hair and you're not going to get them retouched. So you want to make sure that in any of these circumstances, but especially for that, if you're going to someone who knows what they're doing, be ready to spend that investment money every other week to have them done properly. So it is the least amount of damage to your hair. That, wow. It, you guys, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Okay. So this is my own question. Okay. What are some of the, so it's kind of like a two-parter. So what are the best products for curly hair? And also I wrote kind of curly hair. So my hair is not like curly, curly, but it's curly, wavy, wavy, curly, evenly curly. Like uh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. distributed throughout your whole head. Uh-huh. Because sometimes people have like straight yeah. hair. Yeah. Where it's hair. like they have a You're patch not that. of just curly yeah. hair. No, it's all around. It's all around. It's semi-curly. Yes. So I would say something that's soft and cream, not a gel or anything that's stiff. Nothing crunchy, right? Right. That's you like, want something that's creamy. 1985 all over mm -hmm. again. Because then it hold, it, it, as your hair dries, most people with curly hair like to air dry their hair. Mm -hmm. And so then it'll dry soft instead of crunchy and stiff. Okay. So anything that's kind of a cream opposed to a gel. Okay, so then if you need like more definition, like it's a little bit frizzy, maybe is that still you would still keep a cream? Yeah, or you could double up with an, a different anti, yeah, anti humectant thing. That's so a lot of the times with products, we always have this thing we call them cocktails, mm -hmm. which I don't know where your head's going to go with that, but. <laughs> Two oh, okay, good. Okay. Two okay. <laughs> but um, so um, and it's really just is saying like you know use two products together. If you have a great product for curl and a great product for frizz, mm -hmm. combine it's them and see what happens. Uh, it's yeah, two it's different, two different issues. Yeah. 
And I would love to say that there's an all-in-one everything miracle product out there, but that's like saying that two-in-one shampoo and conditioner yes, works. But most likely a curl um, product understands humidity and frizz. So it that's true. a lot of the good products will have that in a curly product. Okay. So now a kind of a third part to that. So I have a friend with very, very curly hair and she has a hard time finding a stylist who can actually cut curly hair. Mm-hmm. Can you guys handle that? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know Judy from Garage Fitness? Because <laughs> I do her hair. And all of her friends. And all of her friends <laughs> that equally have curly hair. Um, so kind of stemming from that. So there's, um, there's a lot of great brands out there. Like Diva Curl is a great brand, um, that has launched that specializes in curly hair. And I'll have people say, have you done the Diva Curl education? Cause they do a whole education based training to cut curly hair. Um, which is amazing. And that's awesome. We have not done the Diva Curl education. Um, but that is a great salon brand out there. If you're not located, you know, near an Aveda salon and you have a salon that is specializes in that, that's great. So kind of going back to our roots and our origins with Aveda. So one of the things I love about Aveda, um, is their education is I, I, there is no other, I'm sorry, there cannot be another company that is on top of their education. Um, or at least they are now all stepping up their game. Um, but when we first started with Aveda, it was mandatory. You had to go to a class. I think there would be times where every other week I was going to Geneva or Syracuse or wherever, and it's constantly pushing you education. So, um, everything from men's cutting to updos to cuts to colors to cutting curly hair to balayage to, I mean, you guys have to always think about how hair has evolved in the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years, even in the past year, trends that were big a year ago aren't as big now. So with that, like as hairstylists, it is our job and it is kind of our duty to constantly stay on top of our education so that we're always evolving with the trends. So over the years, Aveda has, like they launched an entire Be Curly line. So that whole line is for curly hair. It has so a hairspray. It shampoo, has a hairspray, has shampoo, it has everything. So with that line then comes the entire education that goes with that line. So that means all of us have access. And now Aveda's made it really easy because they have online access for professionals. They have video tutorials um, and also classes that we go to that are about just dealing with curly hair. So when they launched the Smooth Infusion line, we have a million classes about that. And pretty much every fall, um, summer, fall, spring, winter type thing, like seasonally, we have classes that are just trend classes that say, this is what's going to happen. This is what you want to brush up on. These are the new techniques you're going to see. And this is what you got to be prepared for. So if that new trend for that season is curly hair is back in, then all the cuts, all the colors, all the way you highlight, everything for that season that we're learning is all about dealing with curly hair. When flat ironing was big for five years, every single cut, color, style, highlights, the way you did everything was based on people being able to flat iron their hair super, super straight to their head and still have seamless highlights, right? So I feel like we've always adjusted to that. So although we aren't specialized, quote mm-hmm. unquote, like some other companies are with curly hair, We've definitely gotten our education mm-hmm. on it. I also have to say that curly hair is a challenge. It's not as right. easy as a smooth, straight head right. of hair. Yeah. yeah, Straight hair has challenges too, mm-hmm. but curly hair, you kind of have to let it live, live in its spot when you cut it. Mm-hmm. 
so like yeah so like when we cut straight hair you would pull it pull it straight right that doesn't necessarily work for someone with curly hair you have to let it live where it's at and then cut it so to speak do you know what i mean so like um you can't pull it straight and expect it to to live where you want it to live because you're you're pulling it somewhere where it doesn't really go when you spring it back up. Yeah. So there are definitely things that you have to learn and we have to deal with curly hair and it's, it, it's not the easiest, but, um, it's doable and you know, you make it work, right? Yeah. All right. So our next set of questions, I'm calling the blonde ambition questions. <laughs> so they're all about blonde. So Mandy, 1993. Oh God, is that your birth year? Oh, I just realized I that. I <laughs> God bless you. So, so that this one by Mandy kind of goes into the one um, by Elizabeth, who they talked about um, best products for blondes to use. So, and with Elizabeth, she talks about her highlights look orange between colorings. And am I using purple shampoo each wash? Number one, I want you guys to talk about what purple shampoo is and what the purpose of it is. Mm-hmm. And then go into um, how often you should use purple shampoo and then the best products for blondes to use. Well, I can kick us off with the purple <laughs> shampoo if you want. So um, so you guys have to remember, and whether it's purple shampoo or brown shampoo or whatever it is, whenever you're using any kind of shampoo or conditioner that can alter the color of your hair, you have to remember that it is something that is able to open the cuticles of your hair and change something within the molecules of your hair, right? Even if it's temporarily. So that being said, something like that to use is fine for once a week, every other week, depending on how often you wash your hair. But if you were to use something like that every wash, it would be like exfoliating your face every day. It it can dry out the hair a lot. And so, and also every time you open up that cuticle, although you're putting blue in, you're also washing more tone out, right? So when you have a blonde, I say, don't even touch your blue or purple shampoo until it starts to go gold. And then once it starts to go gold, you're only using that maybe once a week or every other week. If you're using it every time you're opening your cuticle more and the more you open your cuticle, do you know what likes to creep in is brassiness. So Elizabeth, if your hair is orange between coloring, there could be a whole number of reasons. They could not be lifting it light enough from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. It needs yeah. to be lifted. It needs to be lifted from lighter the from the beginning. Um, it also could be that whatever you're using for your shampoo and conditioner is kind of drying out or kind stripping of it. stripping the color or toner out too fast. And, it, and that's what's causing it. purple conditioner as opposed to the shampoo. Yeah. A lot of people are stuck on purple shampoos, but actually purple conditioners are so much better for you. And they're way more color depositing um, than a purple it's shampoo. depositing. It's not stripping. Yeah. Even though it's purple, it's still a shampoo and it's aggressive. And yeah. It's it is aggressive. Yeah. yeah. It's a cleanser. Um, purple God, shampoo really or blue. Um, we have one. So Aveda has blue Malva, which smells like heaven. Um, if anyone's ever used it, but the conditioner, if you leave that conditioner, I have clients that have like left it in their hair for like an hour and their hair turns lavender. So like platinums who like the lavender look, it really does change the color. Um, 
conditioners can change and alter your color much more than shampoos can. So if you're actually looking to tone your hair, um, because you need that extra kind of competitive um, force against your brassiness that comes through, you want to use a conditioner more than a shampoo. You probably don't even need the shampoo. I hate to say that. Or use a shampoo that's less aggressive, aggressive that yeah. has um, a color... Um, safe yes. shampoo and then use a blue conditioner. Yeah. And try it. I always say try it for five minutes, leave the conditioner and then rinse it out. If you still see gold, try it for 10 minutes and rinse it out. Some of my clients have to stay like 20 minutes every other week with blue conditioner and it acts like a toner for them. Um, but you definitely don't want to use it every time or every shampoo. And as far as like using the best shampoos and stuff in between, obviously the best dry shampoo we talked about, we love Aveda. Um, the less you wash, the less your color fades out. So, I mean, let's not wash every day. And then as far as, um, salon shampoo, it's really, you just want to make sure you're using color friendly, um, products. I always say when I'm talking to clients, like, how it works for me is what's your biggest problem with your hair? I always tell them what's your biggest problem is. Is it frizz? Is it this? Like start with your number one and whatever your number one problem is with your hair is what you should be basing your shampoo and conditioner choices off of. Cause that's the one thing that's going to stay in your hair the most. That's what's affecting your hair the most is your or shampoo your and conditioner. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be your number one. So your biggest problem with your hair should be fixed with shampoo and conditioner first. And then you kind of go from there. Everyone wants to use styling products yeah. to, to save their... To fix their hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you want to start with shampoo and conditioner and then prioritize where your problems mm -hmm. are from there and then let the styling products follow. So if you're someone where like my color fades and my hair is dry and this, I, okay, well, what's your biggest problem? Well, my biggest problem is my color fades. Okay. Let's start you with color conserve. What's your next problem? Oh, my hair is dry. Okay, well then let's find styling products to help with the dryness. Or adversely, if someone comes in and says, my number one problem is that my hair is too dry, but then also I feel like because it's dry, my color fades. I said, what bothers you, you more, the dryness? Dry Remedy. We're going to use Dry Remedy, but we're going to use Color Conserve Daily Color Protect, which is a styling product made to help your color last. And we're going to use that as your secondary thing. So you kind of base your needs off of how you should be buying your product. I can't, I can't <laughs> stop staring at you guys in wonder. Like, I am like, what? <laughs> Every, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> how do you even remember to put pants on? Like, this is amazing. Holy crap. All right. So this next question is from me. Um, so say, you know, you can't afford a Veda because sometimes that shit's pricey. So if you have to buy either grocery store or else now I'm thinking like you should really go to Ulta. Um, yes. So yeah. say you keep the grocery store product on on the shelf. Yeah, Ulta. for okay. sure. And I All know right. that Aveda or and other products yeah. can be expensive, mm -hmm. but if you if you invested in the color that probably cost you a hundred dollars. Yeah, more, exactly. Then you have to you have to keep up on that, just right. like you would. I don't know, like any investment. Yeah. So um, I would say keep the grocery store products on the grocery store shelves. It doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. Then go to somewhere that has professional shampoos and conditioners, any name brand. I mean, if you go to uh, Tony, I don't know, any other name brand salon, yeah. they have their name stuffed right. there. Mm -hmm. So I mean, or go to Ulta or somewhere that is salon quality. Yeah, okay. salon quality. So if I go to Ulta, what 
are the best shampoos to look for and what are, well, first let's start with don't touch this product. Um, so a lot of people ask like, what's wrong with like the Pantene's what's wrong with the herbal essences. And I'll, I'll tackle this question. I'll go down for this one. If people, I will take on the first of all, the detergent. Yes. You can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So like their source of what a detergent is can range from so many different um, sources. So that's what it all comes down to is the source of their detergent. Their number one ingredient ingredient is comes from a lesser source. So that's why they are what and they also are. a lot of what they put. So like if you ever use like a Pantene Pro V once, your hair will look like heaven. It really will. Like anyone can use it once and look like heaven because yeah, they add it. a lot of additives. Silicone. Exactly. So when you think of your hair cuticle, you have to think, I want everyone to picture a hair cuticle, okay? So when you're talking about um, like Pantene Pro-Vs or products like that, there's a lot of silicone and tar-based products, which is kind of crazy. So what happens is that goes onto your hair and sticks like glue and it coats it and it makes it super shiny and it makes it all these great things, right? But after you use it three or four times, that coating starts to kind of make your hair heavy, makes it frizzy. It starts to kind of do the alternate. Dry it out. Dry it out. Also causes breakage because your hair cuticle cannot maintain the heaviness of the products you're using on it. Um, So that's kind of why, again, if you have really thick, coarse hair or ethnic hair, you could use herbal essence your whole life and probably never have a problem, to be honest with you, because your hair is so thick. But that is a very small percentage of people. Um, You just want to be careful about the buildup of that because it can be a quick fix, but it's not going to help you in the long run. And there are affordable options. It's masking, not mending. It's masking, not mending. That's great. I love that. Ooh, (laughs) who are you? You know. Hey now. Hey now. (laughs) I love it. That's a thousand percent. It's masking, not mending. It's not fixing any of your problems. It's covering them up with a quick solution. That's exactly what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. So you want to find products that are going to help you. And again, you can go to Feel Right Fresh Market. You can go anywhere. If you're using, like, because you want to use things that come from good ingredients. But do you, uh, like, I truly do not know because this is my world. I, I've never used a product other than Aveda. Every once in a while, I, I get curious and we go to hair shows and oh, we get tons we, of free we bring products, bags tons home of, it. of stuff, yeah. and it's never bad. Can I get in on that? Yeah, we yeah. actually, if you yeah. knew how many we left to housekeeping, got, I'm bringing it to you. No, I you don't stuff. even know. We get it's bags. coming. Oh my god, yeah. yes, but you here, can totally use <laughs> we get bags and bags full, we just leave them in the hotel room for the yeah. housekeeping. A, a the smell. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> no, I'm a snob, a Veda snob, 100%. But so it's hard for me to answer that question of what to use if you can't, because I haven't in a very long time. So I will say I have. I use a lot. And only because, again, I myself am a product junkie. And number two, all my clients are incredibly skeptical. So I use a lot of products. And this is what I will say. The only other products that have worked as well as Aveda are just as expensive as Aveda. Mm-hmm. I love the Wee line mm-hmm. um, by Jen Atkin. That's an amazing line. I love Bumble and Bumble. I love Oribe. Um, and I love Frederick Fakai, old school, but oh my God, does it work? I also love the Kristen S products. If you go through almost all of them are almost identical price points as Aveda. So 
I don't know. I feel like there are definitely there, other lines if, out there. If someone doesn't have issues with their hair, like dryness or or like color right. or whatever, if they're just a they got they have great hair, they can probably use like you said anything, yeah. and be okay with it. But that's a very small. It's not just, or maybe even just say like for the problems that you do have with your hair when you have a problem to tackle it, pull in the big guns for that. Yeah, or, if yes. you want to use the Aveda shampoo and conditioner and use whatever and, for your and do styling it twice a week, fine. Your good absolutely, stuff, and then use the absolutely. other stuff in between. You know, yeah. but buy something significant that you can, you know, put on there at least once or twice a week. Okay. Awesome. All right. Our last question also comes from me. Um, so yes, we're going to make this real brief. Oh, okay. So um, is there any truth to cutting your hair according to the fa- farmer's almanac? Or when, <laughs> have you really almanac? never heard of it? No. December 19th and 20th <laughs> of this year are the best days to cut your hair. According to the up. farmer's almanac. <laughs> Get ready, yeah. Faith. Oh, Get ready <laughs> next week. Um, also, there was like this old wives' tale. I'm Italian. That if you cut your hair right before a full moon, then your hair would grow back faster. But if you cut it before a new moon, it would grow back slower. Okay. Judging by your faces, never I'm going to say that those heard. are false. Yeah. Okay. No, not false. I've just never heard of that. All right. Yeah. All right. So I meant to say this right in the beginning and I forgot to, that I am here. It is December 13th, Friday the 13th. Oh. And it's a full moon. And I'm here. It's not. Yeah. It's not a full mm-hmm. moon. It looks like tonight. a full moon. It, was, it still looks full, but it's It not looks com- full. Yeah. It's not full. No. Well, it looks like a full moon. Apparently, it's not. It's uh, kind of full. <laughs> and I'm here with my two favorite moon people. And I feel like right now we are legit. Are? Hocus yeah. pocus. I mean, like they're just realizing this. The bonding oh is happening. That's yeah. Amazing. yeah. Like you but have I, no idea. They're the two biggest yeah. moon people I, I like know. The crescent moon the best. No. The little tiny sliver. Ah! Uh, well, okay. I'm just going to leave now because they've now bonded over their love of the moon. But yes, I feel like I'm in hocus. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead, Faith. You can just leave. (laughs) We're good now. We're going to talk about the moon the rest of the time. I'm just going to chew ice chips over here. I'm just going to chew about the hair. It's all about the moon. It's all about the moon. You guys keep talking. I'm good. Which is so ironic because I thought for sure that that old Italian wives tale about cutting your hair before the full moon. And why don't I know that? Exactly. I'm Italian and I love the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I failed you on that one. Well, I'll let yeah. you know because I got my haircut right before the full and we moon. got the moon juice over there. So I know we're good. Exactly, this is perfect. Perfect. I'm gonna eat all the loud things because <laughs> yes, eat all the loud things now because so we You're are moving done. on to skincare. So we had awesome questions about skincare. Are you ready? I'm ready. ready. Are you ready? Yeah. We're gonna go to Lisa for this because so when you get a cos license, you're actually it kind of umbrellas everything in the beauty industry. Um, but Lisa has gone through <laughs> extensive amounts of skincare education. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So our first question <laughs> came from, I'm not for every Joan. I love that so much. So how do people get that glowing skin look and not look tired? I usually just sweat. So I have that natural glowing skin mm-hmm. look, but how do people nat- get it from product? From product? Well, or just in general, yeah. like that well, glowing look. Product is important, but I, I honestly think that skincare comes from within. Oh, I, I, can't I know. I'm that. sorry. No, it's I corny, love that. But it's true. I Drinking plenty of water yeah. gives you glow. Exercise, healthy food that you put into your body 
makes you glow. That's, there are a lot right. of products and I have a lot of products that can help her, but that is my true answer. I actually agree the exact same mm-hmm. with hair. And there's a reason why hair vitamins and hair gummies are a thing. Because if you can't fix the problem on the outside, there may be an issue in the inside. And let's face it, not everyone's eating and drinking enough water and doing everything we're supposed to be doing. So sometimes like it does matter in the inside of what you're putting into your body. That's why Mm -hmm. beauty collagen is really big right now. Um, So you do want to take care of yourself from the inside out. That does make the biggest difference. Right. And I know for myself when I'm not taking care of myself. Right. And then when I am, people will say, what is it about you? You look like you're glowing. And I think to myself, like, I always use the same beauty products all Mm -hmm. the time for myself. And that's what it is. It's because I'm doing better things for myself in my lifestyle. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, but aside from that, if you wanted to say to get the glowy skin, mm-hmm. like say you're going out for the night, is that, if that can help with that question, mm-hmm. it's more like you know maybe some. That's a makeup question. That's a makeup well, question. That's a makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna okay. hit that. In okay. Yeah, we'll hit that. Yeah. Makeup. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, One other thing I can say in the summer or when I go on vacation, I use a lot of toner and my mm -hmm. toner comes in a spray Mm -hmm. and I chill it. I keep it in a refrigerator and when you spritz your face with a toner that's chilled, it it can kind of revive your skin and give you a little bit of a nice glow. That's a great tip, Lisa. Thank Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So (laughs) I want to ask, how often should we really be getting facials? Perfect um, world. Perfect world. Where they're probably free and we can eat candy all the time. Right. And um, no expenses. Yes, exactly. Um, We're already I would using say, Aveda hair care products. <laughs> <laughs> I would say at least quarterly in your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four times a year. All right. Mm-hmm. Every okay. season, you know. Mm-hmm. And for myself, my skin changes and I can see the difference in it. And I, I'll start breaking out, mm-hmm. even if it's summer, spring, you know, whatever the season is, the change of season seems to be a time when your skin kind of acts up. Mm-hmm. So every change of season would okay. be a good format. Okay. So um, best remedy, so this is perfect because we're in winter now. So best remedy for dry skin, especially during the winter? Um, I would say uh, exfoliation. And a good exfoliation for me is a very old ritual, but it it is now coming to surface in the beauty world is um, dry brushing. Yes. Dry brushing is, is a really soft exfoliation for yourself that mm-hmm. isn't aggressive and abrasive to your skin, but it sloughs off the dead skin, the surface cells on mm-hmm. the surface. And after you dry brush, you can add an oil to your skin, which then will deeply moisturize. So a little bit of heavy moisturize, uh, exfoliation with some moisturizing, but you don't have to be aggressive at it. Some people okay. think that they have to do it harsh right. and hard, hard smart. Yeah. is, you know, but no, you should be very delicate. Your skin on your face is different than the rest of your skin on your body. So you have to treat it differently and special. I actually heard on another podcast that you should exfoliate as if you're exfoliating like a balloon that's overinflated. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do delicate. it really aggressively. Especially you parts nice of your gentle. facial under eye Mm -hmm. is very, very delicate Mm -hmm. and it it should be treated completely different than the rest of your skin, even as far as moisturizing. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big advocate of like, like, well, first of all, we don't have to get into this yet. I don't know if you're going to mention, but like Lisa makes her own lotion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
And when I tell you it's Christmas magic, presents. it's all when I'm telling you right now, it's all I want for Christmas is a tub of it. Her lotion is the best lotion I've ever had to the point where I like took a toothpick out to get every last drop of the freaking lotion out. She makes her own lotion, but you know, that's her little secret. Um, but I will say, so I have a lot of allergies. I have a lot of skin allergies. I have major gluten allergies and the gluten allergy is in um, products. I have major allergic reactions. And for me, um, coconut oil, it's my go-to. It's my be-all. It's mm-hmm. what? Also for Lizzo. <laughs> Oh, should we end with that song? (laughs) (laughs) But I love coconut oil. Um, but I will say, and you, I will attest to this. Um, when we get into the makeup, I'm going to be very honest. I don't use a lot of Aveda makeup. Lisa does. Lisa is 100% Aveda. I am not so much Aveda with the makeup. I'm not 100%. I'm like 98. You're like pretty freaking close. You're like the Jessica Elba Honest Company of Aveda. Mm -hmm. Like you're pretty close to it. There's a couple of things that kind of affect me. Yeah. 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 If you don't have an allergic reaction to it, you're sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you go into my house right now, my skincare and my hair care is 100% Aveda. I honest to God stand by. I have babysitters that come over and they're like, you don't really have Aveda. It's not all Aveda. I'm like, go look at my shelves. And then they're like, what about all these little samples? I'm like, oh, we get that at hair shows. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So aside from my hair show samples, it's Aveda. Next, people are going to be asking me and I'll be like, oh, Faith gives them to me from the hair show. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. We'll get you some swag. Thank you. got you. a backpack full of we them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, why am I paying for Ipsy? <laughs> you guys are. Oh I'll God, just give you. I will give you $100 a it's year. It's getting it back. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Sometimes they explode in our bags. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that can happen. Yeah. That can happen. Okay. So we got a bunch of questions about anti-aging products. So one was um, best anti-aging for crow's feet. And then one was uh, <laughs> my personal favorite. What are the best anti-aging products that will allow me to look like J-Lo but not cost dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign? <laughs> Mm. Actually, you know, what's funny about this. Um, so there's a huge jump, right. With, um, drugstore or like grocery store hair products and salon hair products, right. There's a huge jump. I recently went to Walgreens cause I was like, I just want to see what they offer for skincare. I just want to check it yeah, out. I do that too. Yeah, yeah. And I use like, obviously Oliveda skincare, but I just want to check it out. Do you know that like oil of LA, that one like moisturizer that everyone talks about is $60. It's just as expensive. I was like, wait, there's not a jump in like skincare is the same hair care. It changes. Really? Yeah. Skincare is the same. So I'm like, okay, bottom line is, unfortunately, we all kind of have to pay a lot in skincare. I don't think there's any getting around it unless you're like legit using like, which I don't recommend coconut oil as a facial moisturizer because it can be very heavy on the, on the pores. Mm-hmm. Um, I but think for that certain it's areas on your skin, you can certain areas yeah. for sure. But mm-hmm. I like just crow's feet. Yeah. In, in 10, like thicker areas yeah. of your skin, forehead is coconut oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get so shiny. I can't use any oil on my face. <laughs> well, yeah. Use it at night. <laughs> yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. But um, what I wanted to say was that I don't see a huge jump in price between grocery store mm-hmm. and um, salon quality products, to be honest with you. Not with skincare. 
I mean, unless you're using like Neutrogena face wipes. I mean, if you're like a preteen with acne, there's a price jump. But once you're like an adult and looking for anti-aging across the board, anti-aging products are just crazy expensive across the board. And I actually think in that arena, Aveda is incredibly moderately priced. I, I agree. Or you're a 40 year old woman with mm-hmm. normal skin. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> using Neutrogena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? You they guys are totally exist. right. Like, yeah. you're spending all of this money to like feel better and to have good quality skin. And then you're going to be yeah. like, oh, no, I'm going to buy that clean and clear because mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the money. Well, I sometimes. Beta because I love our skincare system, I think it's moderately priced. Yeah, Faith I, asked how I'm much terrible. Was. I know that's a terrible question for me because I I <laughs> don't I don't know, but I don't think that it's. I'll look it up. Any more than sixty? No, mm-hmm. you know, look it up. Quickly. I can't believe Oil of Olay is charging sixty bucks. Yeah, that special lotions like I don't I don't even lotion. know what that means. It's the one that J Lo's advertising. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talking about moisturizer, um, Liz Gibson, I love you, Liz. Um, also asked what the best moisturizer was. Emily and Liz were like the top askers of questions and they had the best questions. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it depends on your skin type, uh-huh. but some people need a, a moisturizing cream mm-hmm. and some people need a moisturizing lotion. There's a difference between lotion and cream. Tell me what that is. So you want to look for the word cream if you have thick skin and <laughs> Italian. <laughs> no, stop. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. I, I don't know, know what my bad. problem is. You know, it's well, a- I, it's a common thing. <laughs> <laughs> Along I with know. the moon. Yes. <laughs> we get it. I love you. I mean, now I know why you love Lisa so much now because we might be the same person. We might be the same person. Secretly hidden. Yeah. I love this. Anywho. <laughs> Um, there is a difference between (laughs) the words. So like if you want, if you have sensitive skin or Mm -hmm. lighter skin or, Mm -hmm. you know, you would look for the word lotion because it's a lighter substance. Okay. And cream is thick and heavy. Okay. So if you need more attention or you have more dry skin or more lines Mm -hmm. or in the process of aging, then you want to use a cream. And I would, I would suggest that you would use a cream at night okay and lotion in the morning okay it's lighter and you yeah. can add because then you know you're going to add on makeup, um, makeup and right. other layers to your skin so mm-hmm. lotion is lighter okay. use that first in the morning and creams at night okay as far as brands i'm terrible at that maybe faith could help okay but we do have um yeah yeah i have the prices and oh. my favorite um for crow's feet if did we talk about crow's feet? No, but there's a question. Let's oh, talk about okay. it. Yeah. There is a product from Aveda. It's it's called Wedding Mask Eye Cream. Mm-hmm. And the whole line is wedding mask. And everyone's confused about it because they think they have to be a bride to use it. But that that's not the case. And I don't agree with their wording. But when you think about why they did it, it makes sense. So when you are going to be a bride, you want your best face. Mm-hmm. And that's why they formulated the whole line of bridal wedding, not I shouldn't say bridal, but wedding, the wedding mask, the wedding 
eye cream. It's all that name. And it's because you want your best face. The wedding eye under eye cream for crow's feet has turmeric in it, which Ooh. is a key, key ingredient in anything that you buy other than a Veda yeah. that helps um, with lines and, and aging skin. So going into that too, um, something I, I, I feel bad. We should have said this from the beginning. Another reason what I'm kicking myself now, um, people don't realize until they start using Aveda products or any organic products, um, or high quality products, you need about one third less of what you normally use in other products. So a lot of other products, you may be paying less, but they're like typically like 70 to 80% water based. So the best way to describe it or compare it is like laundry detergent, right? Everyone was buying laundry detergent. Now everyone's buying pods. Why? Because they realize that the higher concentrate of power is not necessarily a huge cup of detergent. You can still get a whole condensed. load of laundry. It's condensed power, correct? Mm -hmm. That is kind of how a lot of high-end products and especially Aveda more. products work. Less is more. It's a higher end of power. So um, I have clients that buy like a hair product and they're like, oh my God, it's two years later and I'm still using it's it. very true. Yeah. Even and with I, like skincare. My skincare, skincare for sure. Forever. My skincare lasts a year. Mm -hmm. um, Even the stuff I was talking about for um, like I literally take the tip of my finger and fill the half a tip of my finger. And it, it, that's a, enough to go around my yeah. eyes and maybe a little bit in between your brows where you get lines. When I that's show it. people how much I use for control paste, they're like, how much do you use? And they go to grab a glob. I'm like, oh my God, I literally use whatever fills in my fingertip. No more than that. And actually, if I use my whole fingertip, it's too much. So another thing people don't realize is if you take how many times you refill your shampoo and conditioner versus how many times you'd refill a, a Veda shampoo and conditioner, you might be spending the same amount of money over the same amount of time, to be very honest with you. As well as skincare. It yeah, and forever. majorly with the skincare. So just to go over it, so she was talking about the wedding mask, the eye mask, which is honestly amazing. It's an overnight eye mask. It's $55. That is incredibly comparable to anything yeah. you're finding at a drugstore. Um, going on to their skincare line, like I have their skincare line. You can get like online at Aveda or in our salon, they have like the botanical kinetics is what they call their skincare line. And you can get like, which is like a all over, like it, it's their basic, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's not, they a, make um, it easy. Yeah. Like their simplified skincare line, which is what I use. And they have one for like dry normal. And then they have one for like sensitive. oily normal. They have one for sensitive. Their kits, which include like the wash, the um, toner, and the lotion, are $81 for all three. Oh my God. And I guarantee it would last you like those sizes are going to last you at least six months. Like they're, it's, it's a good size. Wow. So you have to put it in perspective. So when you're talking products too, and I, I'm sorry, I'm tangenting, you have to put in perspective how fast you're going through those products. That is super important because when you are using high-end products, you are not going through them as fast as when you're using things off the shelf. They are filled with water. So mm -hmm. sorry. And I'm glad I got some prices. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, that was super helpful because you're right. Like even with a lot of those products, like you only need a little mm -hmm. bit of them. Yeah. Um, okay. So to wrap up the skincare one, um, should you pop your pimples or should you leave them alone? Depends. Also my question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should never truly pop a blackhead. It's, it, it 
will only create that pore to become enlarged. A blackhead? Mm -hmm. Because that was my next question. Yeah. You should only pop something that is like white and has oil and... Yes, ready. And if you cross it over, it's going to pop anyways. It's something that is already needing to... Ex- if it's above ex- the surface of yes. the skin. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if it's... So Faith said if it's above the surface of right. the skin. So that, those are ready to be popped and should be extracted. Okay. Blackheads, if you if, if you do it correctly during through a facial or something like that with uh-huh. a tool and it's done softly with... And you here's the thing. When you pop a blackhead in a facial, your skin is prepped. Your skin is warm. It's It, it kind of is ready to be extracted, but most people see it and they just want to go for it and they, and they pop it, which I've done when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and it'll wreck your skin. I don't know if you can see. I actually, I do. You too. probably can't because um, I have so much makeup on. No, I have a bruise on my nose. I have a lot of can bruises you see on it? my nose. Yeah. You yeah. see my bruise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because I tried to pop a blackhead. Mm-hmm. I did all kinds. <laughs> They're all over. Because that's what I did. I tried yep. to pop a blackhead and I put a big okay. bruise on my it's nose. It's okay to have it extracted. I'm yeah. not saying that you need to have a big blackhead on your face, right? But you should ha- you should do it the proper way. It okay. can't just be like eh, you go in there and you just pop yeah. it, you know. But the ones that are you have to prep it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, for a blackhead. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey guys, we hope you love part one of our beauty episode. We are going to be releasing part two later this week, and that's going to include the topics of makeup, appointment etiquette and hair shows and celebrity hairstylists and kind of the tips and tricks we've learned from them along the way in our journey and our career. So we hope you guys stay tuned and we will see you in a few days.